1: good morning rutherford county i got probably my longest friend Uh, we've been connected for about uh, close to 75 years bud mitchell on today and uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing or sometimes do we know too much about each other all in all, it's been a good thing. We've learned to keep our <laughs> mouths shut. <haven't>
2: we? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's it's really been good. Your friends is who makes you, and you know, and I think the older you get, you realize the friendships is more important than money. Everybody yeah. bases everything on dollars, but friendship is better than dollars. Yeah, and to have good friends is is wonderful.
1: And I I wish that. Today's world could realize that because um, we grew up in the golden times of, of this country, I think. And we grew up in a place that friendship meant so much more than anything else. Um, most of us were... I, uh, I, I was going to say we were kind of lower middle class, but I don't even think we reached that particular point. But I don't think anybody had more fun than we did. Well, I
2: think we stayed within our class, and uh, we were talking about this earlier. I went and got a haircut right before I came here. uh, Bobby Parker. Bobby Parker, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about things that we did and uh, when I was a senior in high school, Daddy had an old 39 Plymouth truck, and that's what I drove to school. I drove that old 39, because he, he wouldn't let me have, buy a car, because I didn't have the very, the penny that I needed to buy that car. He made me have every penny, and I was uh, graduating high school before I was able to buy a car, but uh, I had every penny, but that's when he let me down. I was still 17. But uh, I was just thinking about uh, a Plymouth truck, because last year they made a Plymouth truck. Uh, it had a rack in the back window, you know, mm-hmm. the, the window. And uh, you'd keep a gun there to go hunting. Yeah. I used to groundhog hunt. yeah, and, I would carry, and we'd carry that to school with that rifle uh, in the back window and uh, leave it there all day uh, you know the doors wouldn't lock to start with yeah. but uh, we all had a pocket knife we all had a you know, the ones that drove usually if they had no truck like that come out of the country they had a a, a, a 22 or you know a, a shotgun or something up there but uh the world has changed so much since we came up and you know the one thing that i that, well, there's two things: discipline and respect. Yeah. And we were taught that. Uh, we got the discipline at home. We got the respect at home. And if you learn them two things, uh, you was ready for life. And uh, we were taught that, and so thankful that we had parents, and and teachers, and people that would teach us these things. Even, even you know, they didn't have to be a mom and daddy. Uh, like your mom and daddy would correct me as quick as they'd correct you, you know, if we was yeah. out of line. And uh, so we're so thankful to have uh, that. And we've lost two or three, four generations of that since me and you come up, maybe even more than that. Uh, so many of them don't know these things. And when I went to uh, Fort Jackson, uh, a lot of them, I could tell, they hadn't been taught the discipline respect uh, that I had, mm-hmm. because you could tell that they had to learn it. And, you know, in the Army, you learned it pretty quick. Because oh, yeah, uh, they, they had a boot, and they, they used that boot on you back in uh, and uh, when you didn't do something right. And, and uh, they made you do extra stuff, too,
1: you know, whatever it be. In today's world, they'd think they were going through a concentration camp. Yeah, well... it's it, 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 the funny thing about it is if you and I were to sit down and write a book and all of it be true and accurate, no one would believe it. It, it was like it was coming from a science fiction book.
2: Yeah. Well, there's it, a lot of difference in things. And, you know, way our country is right now, I don't know where we'll be able to turn it around. We look and we see... Uh, Men that's supposed to be in authority, making our laws and backing our laws, and the laws that they're backing are things that God uh, doesn't back. Yeah, they they they're nearly it says right or be wrong, wrong right. They've nearly turned the laws around to do these things, and we still gotta uh, we still gotta go by God's laws. Uh, one thing I pray for that. We elect men that it will open God's word and use that for their guide in the decisions they make for the laws that we have to keep. You know, for uh, every individual. But we got so many in the country now that don't even believe in the Bible, and so I don't know. Uh, I don't know where we're going or how it's going to work out.
1: It's hard for me to to believe like you. Some of the things that's going on. Uh, um, our churches are targets right now from people on the left, and and I think that they realize that the easiest way to weaken our country was go would be going after our churches, where we all meet and believe in love and in uh, taking care of your neighbors and. Um, it, I, I'm really w- more worried about that than anything else because when the churches are in the target site of those kind of people, uh, we we have seen the uh, numbers drop drastically in churches across the country, maybe not as much in the southeast, which still seems to be the strongest area uh, as far as uh, believing in, in the same that you and I believe.
2: Well, I'm I'm studying uh, right now, and then I, I I try to read every day, but I'm studying in uh, First Corinthians, and I'm in between three and four. And uh, Paul, right there in four, he goes to the Corinthians, which he established the Corinthian church, mm-hmm. and these men that that uh, he uh, converted. Have got high-minded, and they're running the church in parties. Like uh, I'm a Paul, I'm a Paulist, and I'm a Cephas, and uh, they uh, they were uh, building themselves up to be something. Mm-hmm. And Paul was having to live like a, a vagabond, you know. Yeah, uh, his clothes was wearing out, and he didn't have money. to to buy in here, sometimes he'd have to stop and uh, make tents to make enough money to move on to to talk to other people. So uh, he was persecuted even by what we'd say the church, the church that he established uh, in uh, Corinth, and he was trying to show them what they were doing, Mm -hmm. but... uh, Uh, he was persecuted we will be persecuted as christians because of our beliefs uh uh, you know they say you're narrow-minded uh god has laws that we keep and if we keep him laws uh, we're going to be narrow-minded according to the toward to the world and even our country now a lot of people consider us uh, fanatics because we believe what God says and we try to live by what God has written down for us. So Paul said it back, uh, you know, in, in the first century that uh, people would persecute you. And even the people of the church uh, that were high minded were persecuting him yeah. uh, in, in what he was doing.
1: Yeah, we can be our own worst enemies sometimes yeah. in the church. Yeah. And uh, we have to always pretty much look at, say, somebody like Paul was a pretty evil person early in his life. And then when Jesus um, reprimanded him and sent him in another direction, he became one of the greatest authors of, of, of the Bible in the New Testament of anybody. And uh, if you want to read, when you read about him, you, you forget all the other things that he was doing before he, he became, went from Saul to Paul. Well, see, when, uh, when uh, Paul
2: was, was Saul, he was doing what he was doing with a good conscience, yeah. so this goes to show us we got to be careful as to what we do because we might be doing something that's our good conscience, but it's not agreeing with what God says. Yeah. And and uh, Jesus had to strike strike him with uh, what would say blindness yeah. at that time when he was converted to show him uh, that he was in control yeah. and that he was following the wrong way, trying to Keep the Jews in in domination. That uh, uh, this new era of Jesus, uh, it had to. uh, uh, He had to search his conscience and find out that his conscience was wrong. Because we believe something and it don't agree with the Bible, we better be reading that Bible because we need to maybe change our conscience. You know, and that's what Paul had to do. He had to change his conscience. Because he had a good conscience, but it wasn't the right kind of conscience. it was wrong and uh, you know we're not careful we, we couldn't be in the same shape you know
1: Well, you were have been a member of the Science Hill Church of Christ for many, many years, and that was my first church and in fact uh, that goes back to two buildings ago yeah, and now you're building another one and it seems like uh, it's it's taken forever. To get the one done that's it's on that's uh, going to be on John Bragg Highway. We
2: we've, we've had a terrible time getting uh, uh, permits and stuff for to be what would say legal, and uh, you know it, it's really uh, disgusting to try to do these things. And you know I've lived here all my life. Uh, i mostly out at uh, Jackstown or Double Springs. Yeah. But I was born at Barfield and you know right now if i had to build a new house i would probably go at the cannon county to build or to coffee county because of the regulations that that the county has set up and we got people in there that's got degrees but they forgot to put some common sense with what the degrees go with and i i don't know what really bothers me to see what we're doing to the average person, which you got to have regulations, but I think we're way over regulated.
1: Well, you remember when we didn't have any county regulations and uh, everything worked just fine and then all of a sudden for whatever reason the regulations out in the county are, are as strong as any that I've ever seen and sometimes, just like you say we go too far we leave that uh, part of uh, uh, the humanity process, uh, uh, caring for your neighbor and things like that. Well, you know, a lot of our
2: laws and stuff that we see, and we've seen it change from the time I was, I was little. I think Judge Three, I to go back to him Remember and him. the different people that have come up. Because uh, when I was uh, in high school, I got a speeding ticket. And I had to go before Judge Treat, and he uh, uh, he put me on six months probation for driving. <laughs> and uh, so, you know. Did uh, it work? <laughs> well, anyway, it, <laughs> it made me think. But, uh, you know, uh, what we see, the laws that Davidson County had, uh, they would get laws, and i said, say, man, they, they're awful strict. And the next thing you know, we have these same laws creeping in to Rutherford County. Yeah. The same type thing and regulations and all, and this is what's happened to us. We've uh, we have just taken up laws because they made them in Nashville, Davidson County. And we got to have them in Rutherford County. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Uh, education is good, but... Uh, it's kind of like the judges now; uh, they gotta have a degree in this, and that, and other, but they still gotta have common sense. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we've lost that in the shuffle, you know. Uh, I've got a, I've got a degree in this, and I'm an expert in this. Uh, a lot of times, that expert in the, in the paper won't work on the ground, you know. And that, I think, that's what's happened to us. I
1: well, see. You are one of these people. We were talking about that uh, at the breakfast table this morning. You have been gifted in your life. Uh, God gave you certain things that um, just automatically you can create yourself. And, and that's something that that's unbelievable. And uh, I've, I, I saw you put um, vehicles together, motor vehicles together. When I, I think you were about eight or nine years old, and it's um, everybody in this world that's born has a gift for something, and if they could just follow that, and uh, the the schools be able to give them special pushes toward those particular gifts that they have. This world would be a a whole lot stronger here in in this country, but we push things on people that uh, I I don't know. You're looking at people going to universities, and they're broke by the time they get out uh, of school, heading toward whatever job they're going to have. If you're going to be a teacher, you will spend a whole lot more money on your education than you will be able to... um, have in, in the bank and in your pockets later on for a long, long time. And there's no common sense to a lot of it. And, and uh, I, I, I don't know what, when we will ever get out of, of that particular uh, place that we're traveling right now. Well,
2: you know, the, the Bible speaks of having talents. Yeah. There's a man that had one talent. There's a man who had two talents. There's another man who had five talents. And, and this is in there for a reason. Now, uh, I guess I was born with one talent.
1: but I You didn't, were born with more than one I talent. I didn't
2: hide that one talent. Yeah. I, I tried to get one more. Yeah. And and, and this man that got uh, the one talent, he took and, and held on to it. He didn't want to lose it, so he hid it. This man had two. He got four. Yeah. The man that had five, he got five. And God awarded both of these men because they increased. God expects us to increase our talents. Uh, no matter what we do, if I'm a dishwasher, uh, I'll finally get where I'll be the head of the dishwashers. Mm-hmm. I'll tell him, I said, these go here and these go up here and we're going to keep these straight. And, 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 and you know, we, these talents will grow in us. And I, that's what I found. And it's kind of like uh uh, you know, us being able to meet people, me and you were talking about this earlier, uh, we're given the responsibility to be able to regulate and, and to be able to mix with people.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, a gift to uh, adjust to whoever a person is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if he's working on a car, I can adjust with him. If he's the judge, I can go in and sit down and be able to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, these gifts... Are our, our, our talents that God gives us, and He tells us that He gives a, a, us a talent for, like, even for encouragement. Each one of us should encourage one another, and this is really what makes everything work. And so many people uh, have. No idea to, to help a person or to encourage them to a bu- do a better job than they're doing. They're doing a good job, but they could do better if they had a little encouragement. Yeah. Do we encourage them? Say, hey, man, you're doing a good job, but if you'll do this with it, it'll be a lot better. These suggestions and encouragements that we give people makes that person a better person as well as making me feel better to know that i helped them along the way and uh, our job is to help one another not just sit back and watch and then uh go over saying well uh, i got more than they got or or i hope they don't get that cause uh, uh you know they'll they'll be smarter than me
1: yeah
2: uh it don't take much to be smarter than me but anyway i still want to try to do the best that i can with what i've got and, and try to be who I need to be as far as pleasing to God, you know. Yeah.
1: We're, we're blessed to live where we live right now, Bud. And, and what we're seeing right now is a migration from all parts of the country to come here in Middle Tennessee, and, and especially Rutherford County. Rutherford County has that, it's almost like a magnet drawing people in because of the type of people that we have here. Just like you were mentioning, love is, is a part of it. If people need something, you jump in and see what you can do to make it better for them. And uh, it, it's a lot of people think it's, it's the money and, and it's a lot cheaper to live here and all that. But I, I think that's one of the points. But when people come in and they feel like... The people want them to belong here, and uh, the friendships that open up to them—it's really, really special. And you—you—we uh, uh, got a call in, but I'm going to be with them in a second. Uh, you and I know uh, Greg and Mentriette Tucker came yeah. from uh, Washington. Of course, yeah. he, his family was here before. But it's amazing how many people they reach out to uh, since they've been here. And uh, a lot of it is, is just the atmosphere of how people are. And um, you want to pitch in just like that. I hope the people that are moving here get that same feeling uh, rather than, say, if they're coming from L.A. or New York or Oregon and places like that. We don't want that type of uh, a reaction to other people. We want them to come here and uh enjoy uh the way people are caller welcome aboard with bud mitchell good
3: morning sir I'm a hey too. casey I, yes sir people probably might get tired of me calling but you all really hit me this morning you know people don't know how you how far you and i go back yeah and, and this is what happened to me you know i've always been trying i've always tried to be a good person let's let, I'm gonna cut this short and you know i've been accused of stuff and anybody, you know, it, it hurt me, because I've always tried to be a good person and respectable, and people don't know right. how you and I met. <laughs> we met because I was accused of something that I didn't do a couple of times. Right. That's how, that's how you and I met. And you know, and Brother Truman, I've been accused of so many things. I was accused of stealing a brand new guitar in Nashville, out of a store. And I was just walking from the store to the bus station, wasn't running, wasn't trying to hide. And it's it just been and in Mothersboro I was accused of something. Cause I was just standing in the parking lot it sprang Spring Valley where I lived at. And the, and the police just picked me up, carried me to Cooper and Martin. I guess cause I looked, but the ladies on the porch said, cases have been in the well. I mean, it's just so many things I was accused of, so, you know, and and it was just some, I, I had a problem with being accused. Anybody probably felt like this, you know, so a lot of my friends, the case don't like police. No, it wasn't about that. Nobody want to be accused of anything. Right. Don't Y'all feel where I'm coming from? Uh, I know I exactly where you're i to be respectable. Yep. But I mean, it, it just, and I'm listening to what y'all were saying. It makes a difference, but i tell you what, there's some stuff that's going on. People, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And there's so much stuff that goes on, and what makes it bad? I, I was also, we were, we were my, my brother and I, and two of our friends, we were picked up one night, carried to the police, this was city police, to the jailhouse, and because I was sitting in there and wasn't saying anything by the city police, he accused me of being guilty. Hmm. Can you all believe that? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't say nothing because I was mad because I was accused right. of doing something. And you know, who wouldn't be upset if somebody accused you of something you didn't, you, you didn't do? Everybody feel me out there? And everybody oh, that knows know me, I've always, now, Brother Truman, I've always walked the walk of trying to be respectable. Yeah, And don't nobody want to be accused of anything. You know what, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna get off the air. Would y'all believe that I carried a bank book <laughs> to the senior citizen bank, gave it to the teller, and, well, I shouldn't have said what I said, but I don't, you know, anywhere I go, I try to be friendly. I told the lady, I'm gonna, I'm getting to rob myself. Oh, What I was doing, I was getting ready to get the money out of the bank, the last of my money, cause I was going to buy a guitar. She only heard, I guess, and made her, it frightened her. She just heard the point, I'm here to rob. Now I'm going to rob somebody at a bank, but I'm giving her my bank book. So (laughs) I guess it scared her so much. She gave me my money. But when I went back to take the paperwork back, she called the police on me. Now who going to rob a Mm -hmm. bank and go back to the bank, (laughs) get the paperwork with all my information on it, and they carried me to jail again? Do anybody help me out there feel me? Bless your I've been heart. through it I've been through some run ins but I just want to tell people that's you just don't never know what people go through but I've always still walked up right and tried to be respectable because a lot of times people don't know what what people have been through but I always still try to be respectable and I tell anybody long as you walk up right God'll be there for you yes appreciate it gentlemen.
1: Thank you, Casey. I appreciate that. Um, You know, we all go through times that we don't really understand at the time. But um, if 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 you've got the good Lord with you, things are going to work out fine. You just have to. We have another caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Bud Mitchell.
4: Good morning, guys. Good morning. Bud, you probably don't know me, but we got mutual friends. I'm good friends with Gary Brown and Bill Sloan and, of course, old Wendell Staley. We were good friends. I um, heard you talking about this building and these codes and all this. I was a GC here for 44 years. Of course, I went from seeing no inspections to what y'all were just talking about, that absolutely insane what they're doing. You know, every part of the country's different and um, I think they try to bring no matter what happens they, these you get these people in like you said with the degrees, all the people I went through <laughs> through with up there with the inspections department uh, I don't think they ever had anybody that had anything to do with building. Uh, I can name several professions I guess they were retired or or were doing other things and they became inspectors they, they didn't know one single thing about building. It's all by the book, by the book, by the book. Well, the book's not always right for the area. So <laughs> I, I just saw ridiculous things. I did this all my life. Uh, I was taught by two guys here in uh, Murfreesboro that was known as absolutely the best builders there ever was. They both were perfectionists. Uh <laughs> As we were growing up and getting started in this, uh, they had sons that were working. He had sons who worked with us, and, uh, you know, we messed up something, and and we'd tell him, well, we'll fix it, and we we know how to fix it and make it work. You know, he said, no, you're not going to fix it. You're going to tear it down, and you're going to start all over. (laughs) That happened to us several times, and more than once it was his sons. But, you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, The inspection's ridiculous. I see the last couple of three years that I was in it, uh, every time I had something inspected, like I said, I did this all my life, done every part of the construction, from uh, small commercial, to remodeling, to home building, and, and all of it. And every time I called for an inspection, there would be something wrong. And they, what they were doing, the rules changed. Uh, from one house to the next, or one job to the next, there was always something different. So it just—I I don't know what to say. This inspection mess here in Rutherford County and Murfreesboro is just unbelievable. It, it's out of control.
1: It's—it's it's out of hand. Well, Bud, he can—he's right along with you. And most of the people that are having to go through these particular issues, um, it—it's it, hard for—I I think it's one of the the most. Um, for whatever reason, it, it seems like it's almost out of control. With, with And you, you start looking at something that means so much to the community like your church does and has for a hundred years over there in, in in that side. It seems like uh, um, they're not really reaching out to you in, in a uh, positive way. Well... You know, one of the
2: things I think about this, Jim, I was talking, uh, we burned back in 06. Yeah, I remember. And, and completely burned. In a-
1: let, let, since we're going to be talking about that, let's take a quick break. Okay. And then we'll come right back. Okay.
0: How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at getsthealthcare.com.
3: French's shoes, and Boots
0: 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street across from the tall NHC building We've expanded our store We've increased it about 600 square feet We would just be very excited for everybody to come check us out Proceeds from sales benefit Greenhouse Ministries, a faith based nonprofit serving the underserved here in Murfreesboro. We were able to put merchandise into our store that we previously haven't had displayed maternity clothes, scrubs, activewear, pajamas. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com news center. I'm Ron Jordan. A trial date has been set for the suspect accused of killing Kendrick Love in May of 2017. Rutherford County District Attorney Jennings Jones explains more about the charges against Tayshawn Patterson. The Murfreesboro Police Department responded to reports of multiple gunshots in the area of Gateway Apartments. Gunshot victim Kendrick Love was located in front of one of the apartment buildings. Witnesses on the scene established that the victim went to meet an individual for the purpose of selling marijuana. Additional witnesses identified the individual as Tayshawn Patterson. It was determined that Mr. Patterson went to the alleged marijuana deal armed with a firearm and had the intent to rob the victim. The trial has been set for February 22nd through 25th next year. Barfield Park is one of the largest city-owned parks in Tennessee, with more than 430 acres of land that include hiking trails, ball fields, and playgrounds. It's similar to a state park as opposed to a city park. To put the size of the park into better perspective, it's over half the size of New York Central Park. Recently, the park added another 70 acres, and its park director, Nate Williams, explains. We found a farm to the south side. It's just over 70 acres off of Hemlock Drive at Barfield. It had to be <laughs> contiguous with an existing park. We had looked and we talked to the property owner, who was tremendous to work with, and had a desire to see that property be preserved as parkland. So people who ask us, what are you going to do, build soccer fields, build baseball fields? This, the answer is no. We're going to preserve that piece of property. We will use it kind of as our natural resources hub with the facilities that are there and put some trails in so the public can enjoy it and extend the trails at Barfield Crescent Park. It's really close to the mountain bike trail the additional land is near the barfield mountain bike trails which have been open for the last two years i'm ron jordan reporting news updates around the clock when it breaks and on demand at wgnsradio.com we are news radio wgns
1: it's a slick pig barbecue spicy wings and brunswick stew everything made fresh for you at the slick pig barbecue there's lean smoked turkey and chicken too ribs so tender don't need to chew well come on folks i'm telling you it's a slick pig barbecue in 1920
0: east maine you're gonna love the pig the slick pig barbecue We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudstireProsTN.com.
4: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com.
0: Good neighbor weather. A heat advisory will go into effect here later this morning. We'll see mostly sunny skies this afternoon, Hi. In the upper 90s, winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vichitski on News Radio WGNS. Currently it's 72. Premier 6 Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline 896 4100 or go seeaMovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily, their movie hotline, 896 4100 or go seeaMovie.com. Premier 6 on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place. Home, a premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM one hundred point five and one hundred and one point nine, AM fourteen fifty, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: And welcome back with Bud Mitchell, and uh, we're t- we're talking about the codes, and um, it, it seems like there's very little heart put into their work. And let's go back to when you had that fire um, at the, the shop, and you weren't there. You were in uh, Texas, is that yeah. correct?
2: Yeah, uh, we, we go out to my sister's every Thanksgiving, and I, we'll leave on uh, Tuesday and then cook on Wednesday. It's 750 miles out there, and then yeah. cook on Wednesday and then eat together on on uh, Thursday and then we'll come back uh, Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. and uh, anyway we were we were there on a Wednesday and was cooking turkey, start yeah. got the turkey in and that's when the call said the building was on fire.
1: Yeah.
2: Well it, it burnt completely. And uh you know uh, I was twelve hours driving out, I think I was between nine and ten coming back. I was trying to get back thinking I could do something, but there wasn't nothing you could do. But uh, anyway, uh, we went through a process of, uh, um, it, in three days, uh, everybody just hit me so much. Uh, uh, Rocky, old boy, lives on the road. He had a. Uh, track hole and all, and he come in there, and he lifted the roof off while it was burning so that they could put the tires out that were overhead and yeah. all over the office. And he come down after the fire, and uh, uh, the, they sent a truck down from Pelham's. And it had a compactor on it. Mm-hmm. Well, he went in there with that track hoe and picked that stuff out of there and put it in there and it compacted. You know, and in three days, we had that thing cleaned up in three days That's after we burned. Yeah. And uh, so I talked to about the codes and everything. They said, well, it'll take, you'll be three months getting the paperwork that you need mm-hmm. to get there. So Uh, Anyway, at that time, the mayor really helped me because I, and another man that helped me was Fred Fair. Fred carried a little uh, paper in his pocket. He would come out there, and he kind of directed our steps in in this, and I paid him to to oversee us. But uh, uh, one time he come out there, and I said, uh, Fred.
1: Who was the mayor at that time?
2: burgess okay and he was so good to me And in three days i had all the paperwork i needed because i bought a building that uh screwed together it was yeah. a metal building and uh it was uh, from alabama mm-hmm. and i told him what i had and he approved where i could go ahead and and get the building and and in three months i was back in that building but we went Amazing. over to the we went over to the hardware store and used the basement and the front of the store to change tires. Yeah. So actually, we went out of work for three days, but anyway, uh, uh, Fred Fair. Uh, one day he come out there and I said, Fred, I said, we're nearly through with what we're doing here. It was a run of a line run on the front there, mm-hmm. and I said, we're nearly through. What I need to do next. He said you need to finish what you're doing (laughs) and we wasn't exactly straight we had to pull uh some things up and, and straighten it up a little too so that that man really was good to me and i didn't know fred too good at the time but he was so good to me and i don't know why in the world he helped me but he really really put us to going and uh anyway uh uh he was able to get through some stuff because see he dealt in it every day which I didn't and uh, boy I mean we come out in three months I was back in that building and three of us that worked at the tire shop uh, they had built and uh, we put that thing together and put the metal on it and everything and uh, the only thing we wasn't able to do the concrete work I don't forgot how many yards is unbelievable how many yards uh, uh, we poured there, but anyway, uh, everybody was so good to us. Our community was good to us, uh, so it all paid off, and, and uh, I reckon the Lord looked after us because we didn't have enough sense to look after ourselves, but uh, we got her done. And uh, Well, actually, I, I was actually just,
1: you did because the friendships that you had gained and all the people that... that uh, uh, you reached out to not just you but your dad and before you and then with with all the things that you have done for the community and all across rutherford county people couldn't stand to see you damaged like that and they wanted to come in everybody was wanting to come in and and, and help with whatever particular gifts they had and monies and everything like that and uh I, you were being repaid in a way for all the things that you had done for all of those people in the community, and it seems like those things, things seem to be forgotten sometimes, and, and that's the thing that makes me so angry about them taking so long in not helping to take care of the rebuilding of that church that you're building. Um it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it, things surely haven't changed that much that Rutherford County doesn't have a heart when you're talking about a part of the government that uh, really can do so much for helping other people.
2: Well, people were so good to us that uh, I didn't have enough insurance. And, and it, really, I didn't even know how much insurance I had, but I didn't have enough to to do the building and everything what it costs to do it together. But we doing it ourselves saved a lot of money. And uh, people wanted to give me money, and I said, no, I don't I don't need any money. Well, I wound up with $23,000 that people had given me, yeah. and I put it in a fund, and I thought, well, I'll use it if I have to. Yeah. And I didn't touch a penny of that money. And what we do, done, we give that money back to people that needed it uh, or, you know, uh, uh maybe the house burned or maybe uh they had a sickness or something Mm -hmm. and uh, we wound up giving every penny that back and i've tried to keep a fund uh like that to use like that but uh those people that give that uh they got it back to people that really needed it and this told me how people were. Uh, caring for you, that they give me twenty-three thousand yeah. uh, dollars that I put in an account, and I called it a fire fund, yeah. and I've kept it there that, that way. But uh, this goes to show you that you don't think people are are good. You don't think people care, and when you see something like that, you say, "Man, people really do care," and it woke me up till I thank God it looked after so much, and uh, I'm I'm. I don't know why we've had such a hard time with with the church, but God has a reason for this, and um, I don't I don't understand it. But anyway, uh, I hope that everybody don't have the problems that we've had because we've been in uh, we've been in three years or better uh, trying to, real. trying to do these things and. And uh, I don't know, I, I guess regulations, but it makes you want to just go on and build and let them lock you up. <laughs> but anyway, that's the way you feel about it. But, uh, you know, you, you can't do that either. But anyway, that's it, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But, but God's still good to us, and we still got to be faithful to Him. And if we'll be faithful to Him, we're going to obey the laws and we're going to do what God says, too. But, anyway we, we're 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 getting in there and we're pitching ball anyway
1: have the people from codes ever come out there and talk to you and and some of the other people that are well, so busy trying to get it built yeah
2: we, we've gone up there and, uh, about every time you go you've got a regulation you got to get past uh, we couldn't even clean the tree line out uh you had to have a permit to clean the tree line out can you imagine that yeah, uh, you had sure
1: that's not a big money-making uh, yeah, it's part a mo- of Yeah,
2: it county? is a money-making thing. And crap like that is, is really where you see uh, where we fail as far as trying to help people to uh, build. And, and I understand that anything can be thrown up. But anyway, to try to help people uh, get things done, uh, sometimes you just wonder, you know. But uh, anyway, I... Uh, codes and stuff like that, I guess they're necessary, but sometimes uh, you don't understand it.
1: Well, I certainly don't understand it, and I I just wonder what the qualifications are for people who would be working in codes. Uh, You know, we had that caller earlier about uh, uh, having a diploma or whatever, but you and I know that there are a lot of qualified people that have been in, in in the building industry for many, many years, probably haven't even come close to a diploma but yet uh, they have the common sense and and and, and the uh, ability to uh, reach out to other people. You don't want to drive uh, people away just to make money for the county.
2: Well you know I think we forget about uh, there's people like uh, I was on the board at the Christian School with Gilbert McClanahan. Yeah, and and I learned a lot from Gilbert. But men like Gilbert have gone on, and we've lost them, and then we've replaced them with people that have a a, a piece of paper that's saying they're qualified to do what they're doing, and they've never done anything other than. Went to school and opened a book, mm-hmm. and got qualifications that way. They didn't get it. I hear when the road when the road really gets rough. Yeah. And that's where you really learn. And life is like that. You learn uh, life by things that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're old enough to know things that a lot of younger people don't know because we've been through that, and uh, to use these things makes it a better world. But then when we place it all on uh, diplomas and stuff like that, uh, we've lost a lot in, in the process of getting things done.
1: Well, you have to have a relationship with people. And that's just like, I'm not, I'm not sure there would be a business anywhere in Rutherford County that would have had the response that you had when that building burned during that time. I, I was over there uh, when it was all happening, and I have never seen anything like it in my life. People were pouring in from all parts of the county just to, to give back to somebody that had meant so much to them and their families. That was really, really special.
2: <laughs> you know, in a way, the burning taught me a lot, and it was worth a lot, To see the way people really care, Mm -hmm. the way really people work together and try to help one another. Uh, You don't think it's out there. You don't think, well, that's not like that. And boy, when you have it to happen, you said it's like that too. God still works in mysterious ways. And and I found that out, and it, it made a stronger believer. It wasn't that I didn't believe, but I was a stronger believer. After all this stuff happened, than I was before.
1: Well, you've uh, you've come a long way since we were young kids, and um, it was. Um, I, I think if the world was like it was when you and I were growing up, it would still be a great world. We wouldn't have all the the aggravation that's going on between different people, and and uh, get. People getting mad if if, if uh, at you because your opinion uh, doesn't coincide with their particular opinion. Uh, we need to learn, just like Casey said earlier, we've got to learn to get along with people and treat them in a way that uh, more of a neighborly type situation. Like you and I grew up... Uh, you, you put our first antenna on top of the house, the first TV. Actually, I think it was the third TV in, in Jake's Avenue at the time, and I believe it it was a Teleking, if, if I'm not mistaken. I think it had about eight inches <laughs> for the screen, and you and I would sit out there a lot of times on a piece of concrete or whatever when it was outside, and you and I would sit there and watch the test pattern before yeah. the T V We watched
2: the test pattern. I believe <laughs> I believe three months before station come on, and all it was, it had a four on the middle of it, and it just hummed. Yeah, and the, the hum never did change. <laughs> either either three months before station come on, uh, we we listened to it hum for about three months.
1: Yeah, and your daddy uh made you do it and uh my daddy said he didn't want the TV because uh, your daddy was trying to get him put, yeah. put one in the house, and daddy the reason he didn't want it was he couldn't afford it. yeah, <laughs> but that didn't matter to your daddy he he just wanted to give something back to everybody and it was uh it was pretty special he she, uh, he he would even let my mama come and run the store when he was gone, and Mama didn't know a ding-dong thing about running a grocery store. But everybody got along back there. They enjoyed each other's company. And-
2: well, it's, it's just a different world, but uh, you can appreciate where we were and have the hope that maybe someday we could get back to like it was, which it may never do that. But uh, I, look at, that. I look at the way people are living, and uh, what we used to say is seeing... People are proud that they're sinning. I reckon they gloat over things that men knew would be been ashamed of. Yeah. And uh, I don't understand that, but apparently they don't read the Bible. They don't read what God says, and they don't believe in God. But I know that God will take care of things no matter where it's good or bad. It'll be taken care of one way or the other. And uh, we know that... Uh, everything's going to be all right in the long run, but we're having to put up with a lot of things that, that I never thought that we would have to put up with, you know, today.
1: Well, miss Allison is one of my favorite people in the world. Your daughter, of course. And, um, you're not getting any younger. You're like me. I'm, I've, I've already uh, thrown the towel in except for doing this because I'm still with my friends. But, uh, um she is such she knows that business pretty much as well as you do. I've been around her a lot and she's she's got that uh, mindset that you had when you were thinking about uh, redoing everything. She has that same love and compassion for other people that you do. Um, a lot of people have asked me, when is Bud going to kind of retire a little bit? Well, I say, first of all, he ain't going to sit down. I mean, he's going to keep moving and keep going. You get out there on that tractor in the the noonday sun, and uh, you never stop. You, you keep on going. And uh, when are you and Kay going to start? doing some traveling i don't know it
2: reminds me i've got uh, two big fields to cut uh, that i'd really forgot about in a way but i, I gotta get I back kept, and, i'm
1: sorry i should have kept my no, mouth
2: No, they got to be taken care of because the people think i'm not gonna cut them but we gotta we gotta get down there and cut them and and uh, take care of that there's two different fields one up there where the church is and also down there where the McNabbs. where we got to. Cut have you got a permit?
1: Out? Have you got a permit to? Cut oh, let's
2: don't even talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it just and it, I guess it's coming to the thing. You may have to have a permit to do that, but uh, I'll have to be moved on from that.
1: Do You think uh, there's somebody up there saying now, how can we make money off of this? They're they yeah. wanting to do this. Can we set up a new code that uh, that we can uh, maybe? I, I I didn't realize that Rutherford County was that broke.
2: Well, anyway, uh, there's a lot of things out there that didn't used to be, and uh, you know you got to have so many acres to have that green belt, you know. Uh-huh. So anyway, we we do that, and uh, we've got to have uh, got to have that to be able to get the hay too, you know.
1: Why don't you invite the codes people to come when the church opens its door? And have them come in and uh, give them a, a, a kind of a taste of what it's like to have that kind of love for everybody. Yeah, well, you wish you could.
2: And I, I hope that they have a, a good feeling about it, too. But uh, anyway, you know, it kind of leaves a better taste in your mouth yeah. just to... Uh, why are you doing things? But I know why we're doing it because uh, I told him uh, you want the kingdom to spread. You want the word of God to spread. And this is part of what that we're trying to build for. We're trying to bring more people in to know uh, that ha- the, the hope that we have, we want other people to have that same hope, that yeah. there's hope for heaven, there's hope for eternal life in heaven. Yeah. And there's two places you can go. It's heaven or hell. Yeah. And uh, we better be looking at where we're going. And we can make plans to go to heaven, but it has to be made now. Not when you take your last breath, it's over with then. You don't make that decision. I get, I'm
1: not worried about you. I get worried about me, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're all worried about
2: ourselves, uh, yeah. trying to please God, you know, because we, you know, we all fall short. You yeah. know? We all fall short.
1: How did you end up with a preacher from Oklahoma?
2: Oh uh, well i just ran into him <laughs> and and he's been the best thing he's been with us nine years now and he's been the best thing that's happened to science hill he loves days. people james Hale was there uh when i went there and mm-hmm. uh let's say i've been in 72 that's when i started going back to science hill but anyway uh, uh he preached there to the eighty four and he died of cancer.
1: Yeah, I remember. But he
2: was really, really a good man too. Yeah. And him and Nick are a lot alike. they uh, was raised on a farm. They they when you hear them preach you think they're preaching in the barn, you know. Mm-hmm. They're keeping it to the level that we all understand mm-hmm.
1: it and 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 just glad to hear it, you know. Yeah. We've got a caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Bud Mitchell. Good morning.
2: Uh, uh, listen, you said uh, rollover County was broke. They don't want to fix the roads,
3: and that ain't right. But uh, y'all, y'all preaching the word, and we need to preach the Holy Ghost, not Casper the Ghost, because preach uh,
2: the second chapter of Acts. My sons and daughters shall prophesy in the last
3: days, and we're living in our last days. And uh,
1: Yeah.
3: And uh, People better wake up. They better check yourself before they wreck yourself. Because if they don't, uh, uh, there ain't no in-between. There's heaven and hell, and it's coming. Y'all have a blessed one.
1: You too. I think he pretty much agrees. Most people who have strong faith, they understand uh, what's looking, where we're going to be. At one time or the other. And uh, I, from what I've been seeing in the last four or five years, maybe even longer, um, the our days are pretty numbered right now.
2: Yeah. You know, he said something about bad roads. I don't think we ever said anything about bad roads. We've got a, a road commissioner out there now that he doing some work for me when he was... Uh, in the paving itself, mm-hmm. and uh, he really did good work. But he's really done a good job yeah. on the on and the, the roads in the county roads. Yep. Yes, the man we got in there right now, he's doing doing a fine job, and yeah. uh, I want to uh, commend him for what he has done and still doing. Yeah. You know, he's he's done a great job.
1: He had the experience before he took yeah. over that. He job. knew he knew the job. Yeah. He knew the,
2: uh, about roads and paving and all this. that. Yeah. That was down his alley. And that's what we need. We don't need somebody with a degree. We need somebody like that man right there that had put it to work. And I saw him put it to work out there. When we burned, I had to have uh, asphalt to put in to go into the doors, you know. Mm-hmm. And he come out there and did that. And did the finest job you ever seen, and was no problem. He did exactly what he said he'd do, and did it for what he said. And and, uh, and when he ran for road commissioner, I knew he'd be a good road commissioner because the work he did was a one. Yeah. And he was really, really uh, doing a good job. Well.
1: Yeah. People uh, a lot of times don't realize that they make the difference in how our government is being run, the county yeah. and the city. And uh, uh, just do a little research work. I was telling uh, Bud and I were talking earlier off, and I was telling him about Ronnie Martin, who is the city councilman, the best I've ever seen in the city council. And he does his background work on everything that he votes on, yeah. and he, he just doesn't leave it up to somebody to tell it yeah. to him, and he wants, he wants to do what's right for the community, and that makes a big difference.
2: Well, all these people we have in office, they're doing a good job. We need to commend them. Uh there's like Tel Beatty. Oh, Teb there, is there's, unbelievable. there's not a better department run than he is because he's even invested the money to make interest off it instead of using it or putting it in a an account and let it lay there, he's invested it so that it's making some interest. Yeah. And uh you know, looking at the past, uh Ernest Burgess was our mayor, he knew more about the departments than any man I've ever seen, uh, he would be able to answer questions of departments that the department head couldn't even answer himself. Yeah. And uh, Ernest was one of the best men we've ever had in there. But uh, there's a lot of need committing. But I went to school with Ernest, and he was a year or two ahead of him, and his wife and I were in the same grade. But uh, people hey. like this is the people that we need. Yeah. We need people like them in there that know what they're doing. And uh because they got a degree that didn't make them qualified yeah, and we need to look at that too with the with all the other things that go along with it, you know
1: well you couldn't beat Peggy Bryant now No. Oh, that's one of the sweetest ladies ever was uh, but but our class of fifty nine it, it was the smartest class I've been told by the teachers <laughs> that ever went through. they said they said, we were the smartest and the best-looking class that they had ever seen so in did. all those years. I, I'm sure they didn't tell that to anybody else. <laughs>
2: they, didn't, they didn't see or hear me or they wouldn't have said that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they didn't see you or me because we tried try to sneak out of class all the time. But, but you were given so much. Uh, good Lord looked after you. and
2: uh, He sure has. He's been
1: good to me. Yeah, and, that, and that's pretty special. Well, it looks like we've run out of time, Bud. But uh, is there any other thing we need to say? No. Well, Ted, what is the address of the the church that you you've got there on on John Bragg Highway? Because I would like for the coach to people to come out and see where it really is and what's going on.
2: Well, it's at that substation for TVA. Uh, They're in behind us there. Yeah. But, it's on John Bragg Highway right before you get to the Dollar General store. Yeah. On the left, we're on the right going towards Woodbury. But yeah. anyway, uh uh anyway, I.
1: Well, I hopefully I'm they so can thankful. get it finished in the next 10 years. Yeah, well, well I'm, <laughs>
2: I hope so, too, because I won't be here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Neither one of us will be here. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you in the morning at 9 o'clock, and I'll be over at Bud's way before that. We'll see you then.